The following is a production of DallasCowboys.com and the Dallas Cowboys Football Club. How about them, Cowboys? Yeah! Go, Cowboys! This, this is Talkin' Cowboys. Streaming live from the Dallas Cowboys World Headquarters at the Star in Frisco. Howard streaks in! Touchdown! Parsons has second! Prescott keeps it! And he bangs it in for the touchdown! And now your hosts, Isaiah Stanback, Nick Harris... John Mashoda and Kyle Yeomans. It's a wonderful Wednesday edition of Talking Cowboys presented by Black Rifle Coffee Company. We are live from the SWBC studios here at the Star in Frisco as we preview today the Dallas defense versus the Carolina Panthers offense. Mm. What does Carolina bring to the table, actually? They've got some pieces on offense, and we'll talk about that a little bit as we go along. As always, we have Isaiah Stanback, John Machota, Nick Harris, I'm Kyle Yeomans, Chris Beam running everything in the back. Gentlemen, how are we doing today? Hello. What was... <laughs> oh, sorry, that was my inner Doing Seinfeld. well. That Doing well Seinfeld. on this. Is that what that was? That was Seinfeld. Sorry. My apologies. Are you a big Seinfeld guy? Back when my grandfather was alive, we used to watch Seinfeld all the time. Hmm. All the time. I think it's one of the most overrated shows ever. I'm yeah. honestly in agreement. Yeah. yeah, I'm with you guys. I'm I sorry. think it's I'm terrible. Sorry, I've, I've given it so many attempts. I mean, had it not been for my grandfather, I probably wouldn't have sat and watched it, but... Yeah. Good memories. No, I know what you're saying, for sure. <clears throat> yeah. There's definitely... I'm kind of like that with uh, <clears throat> Cheers. My uh, huh. Oh, see, I can't watch Cheers. Yeah, I just was one of those... My dad used to work uh, midnight shift, and so if I couldn't fall asleep and when he came home, it would just be on, because what yeah. else was really on at night? And so I, I always remember watching that. And I wouldn't sit here and say it's like the greatest show or anything, but like you said, you have like good memories <clears throat> and things like that. So yeah. What are your top three favorite TV shows? Oh, mine's easy. It's uh, The <clears throat> Office. Are we, are we doing the shows? Office or the shows. I don't. I guess it's the same thing, isn't it? Uh, yeah. I, I kind of have them in a different category because okay. I'd put like Breaking Bad in like my TV show category mm. and like Sopranos, but like uh, we're talking sitcoms, and I'm going like Office, uh, Martin, yeah, my wife I and guess kids. So, yeah, like, yeah. Let's go sitcoms then. Okay, sitcoms. then Office, Martin, my wife and kids. Yeah, that would be Office, Martin, my wife and kids. Yeah, I've never seen Martin. Who is that? Was Steve Martin? <laughs> I've never seen it. <laughs> I've never seen it. This is the best Kyle. thing that can happen today. Kyle. You gotta stop talking, Kyle. <coughs> you're banned. All right, John, you're the know. host. <laughs> I don't even know who. What? Who's in it? Stop, Martin this. Lawrence. Just, just don't Martin even. Yeah, no. Just don't. Uh, okay. I know anyway. who Martin Lawrence is, but oh, I didn't know geez. he had a sitcom. I didn't know. Yeah. Beamer, help him. It's fantastic. Help him, Beamer. Has Beamer seen it? Yes. I, 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 I almost guarantee. You know, I actually it. wasn't gonna say of this, but I've since you've Martin. said before that you're a huge R. Kelly fan, I loved the Cosby Show as a kid. Yeah. Okay, okay, so sorry. Uh, go ahead, John. So, thank you for giving us your. Yeah, um, he's definitely going to be last today on this one. Nothing <laughs> is even close for me with The Office. I've seen the every Office yeah. episode at least ten times. Really? I would say that's the only show that I religiously would watch like that. Still to this day. Huh. Um, I mean, unless we're counting like I was a kid, I probably watched a ton of Saved by the Bell, <laughs> but I wouldn't put that on that. Um, but if we're just doing TV shows all together, Breaking Bad is really high, high on the list for me. But yeah. Um, yeah, there's nothing else coming to mind that I really would go out of my way wow. to try and watch. But, I mean, I definitely have seen many episodes of Martin. Martin. Yeah. Sure. So, number one for me is Martin. Okay. Number two is In Living Color. Yeah, that's good. And number, number three is Jamie Foxx Show. <clears throat> you know, I, I got Jamie into that Fox super late. Like, that just wasn't the one that was on in my house for some Classic. reason. <clears throat> Sorry, I got things going yeah, on in my throat right, today. Yeah. But, uh, but, yeah, fantastic. What was that? Fantastic. Okay. I'm, no, I didn't hear you. Okay, <clears throat> uh, there you go, Kyle. Um, <laughs> I would probably throw Fresh Prince of Bel Air in there too. Fresh I used to watch. I agree. So I agree. I, I, I was Prince of Bel Air was bad. You think it was bad? 
bad good. Like, oh, like, like it was like bad. Yeah, like good bad. Okay. Uh, I'd probably say Office number one, and it's not even close. It's wow. Office super high, and then there's a significant drop off. Uh, I would put I would put Fresh Prince up there. I think Fresh Prince was really good. Ah! Yep, there you go. And then I'm trying to look up like other names because I don't even think of any that are really like coming to to mind here. I I liked Friends, but I don't know if it would be like a top three no, show. I'm not, I'm not letting me. you put that in. Hey, no. sleeper. <laughs> I don't think I would. I'm not letting you put that in your top three. Modern that's Family like, is really like, funny. Like, <laughs> sleeper pick King like, of Queens. <laughs> King of Queens. Yeah, King of Queens is good. I think Grandpa is hilarious. Yeah. <laughs> that is a sleeper uh, pick. You've never seen. That's your homework. I'm Martin. buying you. To, that's what your Christmas gift is. You're coming. You're getting, yeah, you're getting fine. Martin. That's Martin. fine. I've always, I've always looked for gotta be retro me. shows, you know? Kidding. Retro. It was 1992 to 1997. I was born in 96, Isaiah. It was before my time. It. Sometimes you just gotta go back to go forward, huh? <laughs> that's okay. I'll yeah. do that. You I like old. Nobody said to live in color but me. No. I didn't think of it, but because I, I just don't think of it as like a sitcom. But I, it, it was great. Does no Ted question. Lasso count as a sitcom? No, that's Netflix. It was. Same it's thing. not Netflix. It's Apple. Same thing, but <laughs> subscription based. <laughs> yeah. All right. I'm really critical of like Beamer. All, what's all yours? Shows. What it is. Yeah. Yeah. We gotta get Beamers before we proceed. What? Your top three TV shows? Oh, I mean, I was growing up was Saved by the Bell, The Fresh Prince mm. of Bel Air. I mean, that was okay. it. When you said growing, I thought you were going to say growing pains. <laughs> <laughs> that was a good show. Full House when I was Full House. Full House, house. Was good. A lot. Family Matters. House. Family Matters. <laughs> All right. Good. It, yeah, 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 your, you have, your you reaction, though. So when, much homework. Your reaction when he didn't know Martin was, man, that was the Who's best. Who's Martin? That was. Yeah, I don't know. Really, I still don't. <laughs> Tommy yeah. boy. Um, all right, God. let's get to news and notes. There's not a ton going on. The Cowboys were off yesterday. But yeah. what's, what's, what's the word, Nick? Yeah. So Tuesdays, uh, historically, as as we've uh, said on this show throughout the season, there's nothing going on. So um, the the one thing that I wanted to throw out there today, and this is probably the the biggest talking point that I found on on uh, Twitter or X, whatever you call it, yesterday, Kelvin Joseph getting cut by the Dolphins. Mm. Um, look, this might be a hot take. Bring him in. Bring him in. You need depth. That is definitely a hot take. <clears throat> I understand. I understand. I get it. Bring him in. You need depth. Especially at nickel. If something goes wrong at nickel, you need depth. And I, I understand that I'm going to be the only one on this table. Oh, you're table. definitely by yourself on this one. I understand that, but I say bring him in. You, you got a guy that knows the system, sure. Uh, has he had some off-the-field issues when he was here? Absolutely. But Who are you uh, cutting? Yeah. That's uh, good talk. Good talk. <laughs> I'm, I'm cutting one of the guys that is on the 53 that hasn't played all season. Um, so are you so swapping no, Miami? Are you swapping, yeah, I was gonna say you swapping to Miami for a Miami. No, no, oh, okay. no, no. Uh, it would be, it would be probably Villiama Fajoko. You have a mm-hmm. linebacker, but you just drafted with more of a fourth round pick. You gonna draft two years in a row? Draft draft picks and, and then get rid of them? I'm just saying. I'm just saying. If he hasn't played last all year, season, was Ridgeway? You need a Ridgeway somewhere. was a what was he a seventh round pick? No, Ridgeway was higher than that. Wasn't he was he? a fourth. Yeah, he was a fourth. He was a Ridgeway fourth. was yeah. a fourth round pick. Yeah, I'm saying that's two years ago. I forgot that. I don't already. think he was that high. I don't think he I'm was. I'm willing to bet on that. There's no way. No, he was was fourth round. They would not have let him go if he was a fourth round pick. Just he, to your point, yep. why they wouldn't let Fajoko go? They're not giving passing up. He's a fifth round pick, late fifth. Late fifth. I don't see them giving up a fourth round. I don't think they're going to give him up either. I don't think they quote unquote give him up, but I. You think he returns? I don't know. Yeah, understood. Yeah, I think he returns. <laughs> I just don't understand why they even drafted that position group that high when you had yeah. a ton of O line needs. Yeah, that's just one of the baffling decisions <laughs> that were made for me. They didn't make a lot of baffling, you know, decisions, but that was definitely highlighted for me. I didn't. I did not understand their justification for that pick. 
I think the one thing that would get in the way. Nothing against him. Right, of course. Yeah. Uh, I, I think the one thing that would get in the way of a possible return for Kelvin Joseph is feelings. Because uh, that, that's just tough. Like, you traded away him right after. You traded him away right after training camp, right before the season started. I mean, and he, I think he had some things to say on Twitter, like, right after that. So, I, I'm sure that would get in the way of potentially bringing him back. But, look, he's not in, if he's you need depth at corner, he's not in a position to say back. much right now. I understand that. Yeah. I understand that. But cut twice in the same year. For all in favor, say aye. <laughs> you walk out. Yeah, wow, exactly. just shut the laptop. <laughs> yeah, I would be interested to <laughs> there see. You go, no, I, I get your thought process. You yeah. need depth. Bring him in. He can maybe be a practice squad guy. Like there's there's things there that that would work out. Does he clear waivers? That's the question. Uh, yes. Yeah, Let I me ask you this question. Would does the At Miami Dolphins have a better secondary than Dallas Cowboys? Um, without digs, probably. Yeah, yeah, without Trayvon Diggs, probably so. Yeah. With Diggs, man, now looking back at the start of the season, mm. with Diggs, Gilmore, mm. and Bland, wow. Yeah. What a crew that would have been for yeah. a full season. Way to, way to bring us down, John. Just... <laughs> and we had it for two games. Yeah. <laughs> it was awesome, too. It was awesome for two games. <laughs> it was great for two games, and yeah, that didn't work out. <clears throat> I think, yeah, without Diggs, they're probably better, but with So you'll Diggs. pick up their scraps? Sure. Absolutely. Why not? That's what the NFL is all about. Except for the scraps that they just got rid of as the scraps that you got rid of. Mm, that's fair. Yeah. You end up with both? That's a good trade. <laughs> Dang it. Right back to square one. Right back to you. That's a good wow. trade. Hey, Malik Hooker was the scraps of Indianapolis. He's your star. Oh, yeah. Safety. Yeah. Except for he started. <clears throat> J. Ron Curse was, was the scraps. Yeah. He, yeah he Minnesota. Starts. Yeah. Other than his like two neutral zone infractions this season, which makes no sense as a safety. Yeah, but. that's fair. Uh, is that it? For That's news pretty and much notes? all I got. All right. Notes. Yeah. Tuesdays are super, super slow. Um, honestly, it's a good thing that that it's slow around here on Tuesdays. Yeah. If, if anything was happening, then uh, I'm sure it would be bad news. Uh, the team, uh, most of the players went out to the uh, Salvation Army in Dallas and Fort Worth yesterday. Awesome uh, time. Yeah. Dorrance Armstrong, Dak Prescott, Zach Martin. Um, Willington Prevalon, who is a, uh, hmm. a a practice squad defensive lineman, was also there, uh, just helping uh, pass out uh, meals to the homeless and needy. And really good event. Charlotte Jones was there. It's the twentieth year hmm. that they've done it. So that was what the players were up to yesterday. The ones that were there, Michael Gallup as well. Uh, but other than that, nothing, nothing else. One of my favorite memories <clears throat> is doing the Salvation Army trip for Thanksgiving. Love it, absolutely love it. So I'm, hopefully those guys had a great experience. You leave there being um, more touched and more impacted than the impact that you I believe that you leave that you actually left um which are by your presence being there so uh, the players take away a lot from that experience and I'm glad that the Cowboys continue to have that partnership and relationship with them yeah Zach Martin said yesterday he's like we get so caught up in being in the facility all day every day it's like Groundhog's Day that's what he said he's like just being able to get out and do something like this it's uh it's rewarding at the end of the day so and then hospital visits coming up in a couple weeks with the with the children that's another high up there too another great one yeah <clears throat> Another great one. Yeah, you get the ride on the buses. Well, I won't go into that, but yeah, you get the ride on the buses down there and go and see people who are doing with a lot more struggles than you. And yeah. it just really puts things in perspective for the players. Um, they're able to obviously have a long-lasting effect and and you know provide a memory uh, for people who are going through some some real hardships. But as much as a memory as you are to them. For that experience, you know, you remember them and their stories when you're when you're out grinding every day or when you start to you know come up with a, a complaint or, you know, a, an excuse for why you can't do something. You remember those people, you remember yeah. their struggles and their their strength and it helps you to proceed. Agreed. Agreed. Let's take a look at this this matchup with Carolina coming up this week. Though. Okay. We got to talk transition. about it. Yeah, it is a hard transition. <laughs> uh, but whenever you look at the Panthers 
they they enter with a one and eight record, worst team in football record wise at the moment. <coughs> Would currently be holding on to the number one pick overall next year in the twenty twenty four draft. What would they do with that? But they traded it away to the Chicago Bears and they took quarterback Bryce Young in the process. So number one overall pick this past draft, Young, uh, 29th in the NFL in quarterback rating, eight touchdowns, seven interceptions. Uh, and the Panthers have scored only 20 points just three times in their nine games, and they have not done so since October 15th. So, John, whenever you're looking at this Panthers matchup, on paper, it looks like another blowout win. Where could they challenge this Dallas defense? Um, I guess I would start with the fact that the other day Dan Quinn used the comparison with Bryce Young to – Steph Curry in a in a sense that yeah he's not the prototypical size that you look for maybe you know in an NBA player with with Steph Curry but Bryce Young does have you know that it factor I just don't think he has the best he's in the best situation right now um so he would have to just play he would have to play as well as he did against Georgia I hmm. believe he is the last quarterback to beat Georgia so you know, him and Jamison Williams had a, a huge game. Um, he would have to be on that type of a level where he just has a special game, and I just don't see a veteran crew like this Cowboys defense allowing that to happen. Um, I just, when I look at their roster, there just isn't a lot of things that really scare you to the point of like losing the game. Like, can Adam Thielen have a decent game? Sure. You know, um, Hayden Hurst, sure. Um, but I don't see that there's enough there that would be able to put up enough points to even come close to matching what I think the Cowboys' offense will put up on their defense. And, Isaiah, you like some of the pieces that they bring to the table. Chubba Hubbard. Yeah, they have personnel. Hayden Hurst, like John mentioned. Adam Thielen's been having a good year. Jonathan Mingo was a second-round pick this past year. Lots of youth outside Mm -hmm. of maybe Hayden Hurst and and Adam Thielen, but it's a young squad of, of guys that just haven't really come together at the moment. Yeah, and people have to remember that just because you have good personnel doesn't mean that you're going to have actual production. Sure. And there's I think you see that. I mean, the perfect example of that is look what happened when uh, Coach DeBoer was in uh, – sorry, not DeBoer. I'm thinking about the University of Washington. Uh, Coach Dable was out in Buffalo, right? They're at top of the league always in, in every offensive category. They're effective, productive, all those things, right? Uh, Josh Allen was still throwing picks, but they were scoring a ton of points, correct? And then he leaves. And they try to fill that void. And now all of a sudden they find themselves in a position where they have to fire their offensive coordinator in the middle of the season. Right? Just because you have the same personnel doesn't mean that you're going to be as productive. Right? The coaching staff has a huge influence and impact on your productivity. And I think that's the same case here in Carolina. I think Carolina did a great job this offseason putting pieces in place to give Bryce Young a chance. I mean, their tight end group, talent-wise, is pretty doggone good. Hayden Hurst, Hayden, Tommy yeah. Trimble. I like both of those guys. Those yeah. are both goons. Those are both guys I would love to have on the team, like talent-wise. Love that. Okay, you talk about Chubb Hubbard, and you talk about Miles Sanders. Those are both names that I think all of us would sit up here and say are respectable. Mm-hmm. Miles Sanders has, has been a freaking terror for Dallas over some years. Okay, you talk about those guys. And then you talk about um, uh, you go to the receiver position. Obviously, they lost their main man in, in DJ Chark. But they have, you know, Adam Thielen and Mingo. Those guys are, are commendable guys. Those guys obviously can make some plays. They're not guys that you necessarily fear, but they're guys that you have to respect. Um, so collectively, they have the talent, and then they just have a young quarterback that's trying to figure things out. And they can talk about his height all day long. Blase, blase, blase. People were talking about the height of quarterbacks still today are, are misled because 
it's it doesn't give you a great advantage. It just doesn't. Yeah, I think the the big thing with me when I look at their what they've done offensively this year, I don't see any way the Cowboys score less than I really think they put up at least thirty. Mm-hmm. And this is a Carolina offense that I don't think's put up more than maybe twenty four, twenty six in mm-hmm. any game. That's only maybe, one. They're maybe. averaging seventeen a game. Like I just don't see how even if they're clicking, basically I don't see if they're clicking their <laughs> offense putting enough points to put up. To go against the Cowboys offense, that's just kind of just yeah. They can't outscore the Dallas, right? They can't not in their current system. They can't, and I think that most likely by the end of this, by the season's end, they'll end up making a change with the offensive coordinator. They have to, yeah, right. They have to. They 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 can't continue to have this. I'm not when I say this amount of talent. I mean this is enough talent on your roster offensively to to actually be productive. These guys are in the bottom five category, bottom five of every offensive category there is, and. In terms of productivity, and that's there's no excuse for that. They have a, a quarterback who's figuring things out. They have a solid running back group. They have a solid tight end group. They have a handful of receivers that can make some plays. Their offensive system is just not clicking. And they once they figure that out, I think this is be a, a commendable offense. I'm not saying it's going to be a top five offense in the league, but based upon the parts they have, these guys should be putting some points up on the board. Now, stat wise, you talked about how they're averaging 17 a game. Well, last week Dallas faced a team that was averaging 11 points a game. So you know they're a little bit better than that, and that team scored 17. So from that perspective, they might have a greater chance. Um, I honestly think that this team has a better personnel group that's available. For sure. On the field than the New York Giants did. For it's sure. very simple too, though. You look at it at just some of their like next gen stat numbers. They run eleven personnel more than any other team in the NFL. They're dead last in two tight end sets. They're next to dead last. They've actually not run any two running back sets, and they've never put six See, offensive linemen up there. It's just eleven crazy. personnel. And if we're playing a game of Madden, because that's the only time we would ever have an impact on these guys roster wise. <clears throat> if we're playing a game of Madden, I would be in a two tight end set all day long with these yeah, guys. Yeah, with Hurst and Trim. Well, Hurst and Trim, are you kidding me? Those guys are both like yeah. those are matchup they nightmares. Literally for guys. run it seven point six percent of the time, stupid. especially with Dead a young last. quarterback. Like yeah, you would want to have protection. Two, yeah, yeah. It, it, uh, not only the added protection, but just a couple of safety nets across the middle as well. And those absolutely. are receiving tight ends. Yeah, so. in running game, I mean, both of these guys can run, can tote the rock. Tell Miles Sanders and Trevor Hubbard. Those so that guys, means their play action numbers should be high, right? That you would think if they actually have had an effective running game, but obviously they're not toting that thing at all. And it just it's just crazy. So that's what I'm saying. Like people look at it and say, Yeah, they these guys are terrible offensively right now, as a, and their entire team's just terrible right now. But it's not because of lack of talent. I think this front office did what they could this offseason to give them, give Bryce Young the best opportunity possible. Cause I know this season, going into this season, I was like, okay, they'll probably struggle, but at least they got some parts. They they did a good job putting some pieces around that young man, and it's just not working out. And it's not all on him. Everybody's looking at him and saying, Oh, what a bust. No, no, no. Don't put everything on him. And now he's still growing and he's gonna have his growth, his growth spurts, his growth, you know, pains, growing pains. But allow this dude to actually get a system that works for him. I think what's gonna hurt with Bryce Young the most, and y'all can maybe finish my sentence here, is that CJ Stroud is balling in Houston. Mm. And it's always gonna be those two pitted Absolutely. against each other. And, and that's kind hey, of Bryce a Young's I only to win pose. came against CJ Stroud, though. That's true. And, and that's a kind of a question I wanted to pose here. If CJ Stroud is in this offense, do y'all feel like they're still one and eight or one and nine? There's just so much speculation with that. I, I know, I know well, it's a big yeah. if, but I, seeing what he's been able to do, uh-huh. especially under pressure and yeah. a similar kind of circumstance, it's, I don't know. It's so much this, this game is so much confidence. Is built so much on confidence, and everybody looks at it and say, "Okay, these are the best fourteen hundred players in the in the world." And it's true, right? Currently, the best players in the world, but you're still a human being. You're still an athlete, and you need confidence to play at your best. Yeah, right. There's guys that go and talk about baseball. There's slumps all day long. 
Yeah. Right. Just because a player goes into a slump, he doesn't lose his ability to be able to hit the ball. Right. That doesn't that 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 gift, that talent, that skill set doesn't go away. He's just in a just in a rut and, and can't figure out. But what happens? Gets a couple of hits and then what happens? Right back in a groove with things. And then like, Dolis Garcia hits home runs in five straight games in the <laughs> exactly right. ALCS. You get your confidence back, right? You get your swag back, and nice all of a sudden you start remembering who Thanks. you are, and you start balling again. And that's exactly what I think the situation is for Bryce Young. If you put him in a system and allow for him to have a little bit of success, then guess what? Now he can puff his chest out a little bit. He starts remembering that I'm the player that they drafted, and I'm not the player that I'm currently am in terms of trying to figure out how to be successful in this league. His head's on a swivel. He's looking all over the place. He's finding his way out the pocket. He has happy feet. He can't set his feet to throw the ball right now he's inaccurate all those things because he's unsettled right he's he's trying to figure things out and when you're trying to figure out who you are you can't be who you are when Bar. nick asked that question <laughs> when nick asked that question i was thinking how many points would cj stroud in this offense be worth more than what bryce young has been given right like if, if he's like a points per game average how many points maybe three four points so it, it would be anything that's like th- around three or four points Week 10 against the the Bears, that's probably a win. They lost by three. They looked like garbage that whole game. Uh, week two, they lost by three to New Orleans. That's maybe about it. So three, what would that be, three and five overall if C.J. Stroud's playing the way that he's playing now in Houston in the same system in Carolina. But I, I tend to agree with Isaiah. They, they run play action only 13% of the time. That's 31st in the league. I feel like you would you would benefit from play action. You would benefit from motion. You would benefit from two tight end sets. There's just no versatility to this offense. Maybe it's the offensive line, but I'm looking at their numbers too. They give up a pressure rate of 38%, which is high. Dallas is going to skyrocket that too. Uh, I just think there's there's bland there's a, there's a bland thought process with this offense. Oh right yeah. Now. It's bad. And it is very vanilla. I mean, and, and make a good comparison. You t- and this is no disrespect, but this is just a reality check. No, no, be disrespectful. Yeah. No, no, I'm not that guy. <laughs> yes. Say it with uh, a chest. Yes. Noah Brown couldn't really break the lineup aside from very schemed up personnel groupings, correct? Mm-hmm. Right? In terms of him in Dallas. Right? But now Noah Brown is one of the top receivers in a league number stat-wise over these past few games. Right? Because they're, he, they're figured out how to use him in that system. You talk about a player who was a was pretty much utilized as a primary blocker, right? And a specialist on one team. Okay? And you put him in an entirely different organization now, and now this dude's confidence is riding high. Right? That you never saw this Noah Brown in Dallas. Right? But because maybe it was that system didn't work for him. How he was being utilized, that wasn't him, right? That didn't allow for him to flourish. But you take him out of that environment, you put him in a totally different environment, totally different system, right? You feature him, you put him in a situation to be successful, and all of a sudden his confidence is is starting to to grow. You take a guy who's one of the best 1,400 players in the world, right? Most people didn't look at him that way when he was in Dallas. But now you have to look at him that way because of how he's playing and his confidence continues to grow. That's what I'm talking about in terms of, the environment that you're in, in terms of the system that you're in, in terms of your confidence growing and how you, any player, almost any player can be elevated like that when they're in the right situation. It's funny you say that because I feel like they have a Noah Brown and Dallas situation on this offense and it's Terrace Marshall. I've always been a huge Terrace Marshall fan and I mm-hmm. feel like he's just always been in a poor system. But that that take has kind of taken a step down once I've seen what Adam Thielen has been able to do this year. Because like whenever he went to Carolina, I was like, oh, he'll be a nice number two or number mm-hmm. three option for them just based on him yeah. not being able to stay on the field in uh, his later years in Minnesota. And he's had like a career resurgence there. He's on pace for 1,300 yards. Uh, 
Um, so that's that's going to be a big challenge for whoever's guarding Adam Thielen. I think yeah. that's going to be a lot of fun to watch. They have a good skill group. Mm-hmm. Like, when you look at their receivers, or tight, you've already mentioned the tight ends, the running backs. It's it's not going to be a slouch as no. far as keeping those guys in check. The, these guys can score points. They just need to be schemed up to score points, Correct. as you said. The, the one thing I'll say about the Noah Brown thing real quick, I can't let this go. Um, I thought it was impressive how long he hung with the team, to be mm-hmm. honest with you. It's Correct. not like he was some high draft pick or anything like that. There were times early on where you felt like, well, he's on this team because – He's, he's a good blocking wide receiver. Play with Zeke at Ohio State. This is a Zeke offense. This is whatever. But I don't know. I look back at those those uh, Cowboys teams he was with, and the, he always had a, a couple, at least one, if not two receivers ahead of him that we were like, well, yeah, that guy's just better. Mm-hmm. Now in Houston, there's really not that case. Like he's not, tank he's, I'm, I'm, Yeah, I'm not saying he's their best guy, but there's a yeah. better chance for him to shine than there ever was going to sure. be here. But I know? guess I bring that point up. Because the, reason I, well, I get, the reason why I said that is because you could take any player – that's at this level. If you're on an NFL roster, you're more than capable, right? You're literally one of the best in the world. So you take a player who was subjected to mm, kind of like garbage duty, right, in Dallas, and now, I mean, that's what it was, it was right? It was. Yeah, I mean, garbage duty, I mean, he was a Dennis Robin of, of Dallas, right? Just go out there and pick up the scraps, be physical, all right, then go back to the sideline. That's mm-hmm. what we need you for. Mm-hmm. And you take him, and that's all, if that's what he allowed himself to just be in Dallas, that's all he was ever going to expect of himself. Yeah, yeah. But he bet on himself. Yeah. He could have came back to Dallas. Oh no, credit to him for yeah, sure. He could have yeah. bet on himself. But he said, "You yeah. know what? I I believe more in myself. So guess what? I'm going to leave Dallas and I'm going to go to Houston because yeah. of the roster, yeah. right? Because of the roster, because of the opportunity, opportunity, new coaches, all this kind of stuff, right? I'm going to have a resurgence. This is my this is a new new breath of fresh air for me. And he go down there and now he's being featured. That. If the Dallas Cowboys would have known that <laughs> that Noah Brown was capable of that, they would have never let him walk out the door. Yeah. But they never put him in that situation. Mm-hmm. So that doesn't mean that he's not capable. He wasn't capable the entire time he was in Dallas. He just was never given that chance. Yeah. Right? So I'm saying there's a lot of players in the NFL that are like that, that get buried on rosters, that aren't given opportunity, that are kind of subject because they're really good at doing one thing, that that's all they're asked to do, and all their other capabilities go un. Un, unidentified because the general public never gets to see their talents. There's just a, a good sample size. I mean, he'd been with the Cowboys since 2017. Correct. There's a good sample size with him that they could see there. It's not like, you know, one of the big stories in the NFL right now. Obviously, Josh Dobbs were just like, yeah. man, he just goes from one team to another right. never gets a chance to sit. I think that they felt they knew what they had there and they were ready to move on because, to your point, if he's going to produce like this, why would you even spend a third round pick on Jalen Tolbert? You'd be like, no. we already got our crew here. We're rolling with this group. Let's go, you know. But I felt like they probably thought, hey, we know what he is. This is what he's going to be in this offense. He's never going to be our Correct. one or two, you know. Whereas in Houston, he, yeah. I, and like I said, the biggest thing here is credit to him because yeah. as you say all that, a big part of this is that player making the most of that too. Yep. You know, there's Absolutely. a lot of really talented players that never missed the opportunity. Yeah, yeah, they missed right. the boat. Yeah, and he, he's definitely taken a step up since getting to Houston. We have to take a step away with our break. Uh, we'll be back when we come back. What do Bryce Young and Troy Aikman have in common? We'll let you know with more Talking Cowboys right after this. Todd thought it would be secure to jog in the cheetah savannah. Todd believed the big cat repellent he bought online was reliable. And now Todd is trying to be faster than this cheetah that can run 80 miles per hour. But the good news is Todd has AT&T 5G that is fast, reliable, and secure. And he learned the best thing to do is stop running and toss her the backpack with the beef stew. AT&T 5G. Fast, reliable, secure. It's not complicated. 5G requires compatible plan and device. 5G may not be available in your area. See att.com slash 5G for you for details. Black Rifle Coffee Company serves premium coffee to people who love America. When you drink Black Rifle Coffee, you are directly supporting veterans, law enforcement, and first responders in your community. 
Black Rifle's expert roasters love coffee almost as much as Texas loves football, so it makes sense that America's Coffee partnered with America's team. Go online at BlackRifleCoffee.com and fuel up with the official coffee of the Dallas Cowboys. That's BlackRifleCoffee.com to fuel up today. Cowboys fans, after that move, we've just coined the term Rowdy Replay. Let's roll back the tape. Okay, there's our mascot, Rowdy, cheering on the boys. And now he's on his phone, on his Bank of America mobile banking app? Staying on top of his finances with his virtual financial assistant, Erica. Bank of America's digital tools are so impressive, Cowboys fans just can't stop banking. Learn more at BankofAmerica.com slash can't stop banking. Erica is only available in the English language. You must download the latest version of the mobile banking app only available on select mobile devices message and data rates may apply member fdic welcome back into dear doctor the show where i answer life's questions with an ice cold can of dr pepper sheila let's hear from my next caller would you dear doctor my friend supported me during a tough time but what's the right gift that says thanks for being a soldier to cry on okay this one's easy i say give her a delicious dr pepper nothing says thanks girl better than a -a one-of-a-kind soda Yes, any Dr. Pepper flavor will do. Now, just a reminder that I don't need to be a real doctor to know that Dr. Pepper is the one you deserve. Back to Talking Cowboys. Back here on Talking Cowboys, presented by Black Rifle Coffee Company. This portion of the show is brought to you by Quaker Oats, a super-trusted superfood. Quaker Oats, the official oatmeal sponsor of the Dallas Cowboys. Did you get it in? I did not. I did not, unfortunately. What did you get in? Um, today is waffle day for my daughter and I. Today is okay. the day where oh. I, my daughter does homeschool. Uh, my wife goes to work, on, actually goes into the office on Wednesday, so it's my daughter and I today. So we usually make a, make a trip to a, a waffle location that's nice. not sponsored nice what uh when's the last time you didn't have breakfast the last time i did not have breakfast yeah. mm. tuesday this morning for me yeah, it was, probably tuesday. <laughs> was it tuesday no i don't know last when were you oh, okay oh okay that surprised me i thought you were one of these people that like no no i would like to it's it, yeah. it's very important sometimes my mornings get started at 5 a.m mm. so oh, okay uh, i have clients early in the morning and then i run over here and sometimes yeah. life just gets crazy so okay um, but yeah, no, breakfast is very important. Yeah. Very important. I'm like starting those. to get into that where it's like I have to have breakfast. You have to have like, it, man. It's, it's, it's the longest tough. time span that you go without your body having anything to burn. Yeah. No, that's a good point. You go to bed. I don't know what time y'all go to bed, but call it. All right, call it midnight. Yeah. They say most of most for most of us, I would say probably around midnight. Yeah. Okay, go to bed at midnight. All right, you wake up. All right, come in here and say nine o'clock. Okay, so now we're on the air at nine o'clock. If you don't eat anything by the time you do this show, you've gone ten hours. Yeah. Without anything providing your body anything to burn. I'm fasting. Yeah. All right. <laughs> all right. You better be in the gym like the Rock. Then. <laughs> Talking fitness here with Isaiah Standback. Glad you're with us. Uh, what do Troy Aikman and Bryce Young have in common? from their rookie seasons those around the Cowboys who have been around since the 80s probably remember Troy Aikman going 0 and 11 his rookie campaign they were both first overall picks of course they've got that in common Bryce Young is one and seven as a starter of course Andy Dalton played a little bit earlier this season uh he is the backup in Carolina uh here's the here's what they really compare with they're dead last in NFL win percentage for a quarterback they were dead last in passing yards per game, and then they were 29th in passer rating. Troy Aikman's completion percentage, by the way, was the worst. Bryce Young's is only uh, fifth worst, so it's not that bad, right? It's 25th. If, if the Carolina Panthers 
over the next few years where he would put together the 90s Cowboys around Bryce Young. I'm not saying that he would be a lock for the Hall of Fame, but I'd say that there'd be a lot of talk of him being one of the top five quarterbacks in the league for a long time. Yeah. Put together that offensive line, that mm-hmm. running game, all that. Uh, he'd be, he'd that be certainly just helps. fine. That certainly helps. He would just be just fine. I just thought that was interesting. That was some NFL next-gen stat notes that, that were passed out this week. So thought I would hit that. Troy can, can I, Bryce uh, Young. Can I mention this text that came in oh, earlier? Uh, somebody said, what an idiot talking about me. Make sure Nick <laughs> gets the hottest hot sauce on the planet after welcoming oh. Kelvin Joseph back. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. <laughs> no oh, name man. attached, but that's a good one. I like, love that. I like when you come with these takes or just the hot takes in general just because of the fact that the, the best part of this is is the workout that this arm on Isaiah's microphone gets. Yeah. I always, I'm, I know that it's not going to come flying this far, but, but I'm always age. like, let me just make sure I'm looking. Uh, I want to have enough time for, for John's national storylines. So I, I think that's the best way we could go to break for the second we're, time. You know, we're at about a 48-hour countdown for Nick, by the way. Yeah, Ooh. it's getting close. Two days. Two-day yeah. countdown for yeah. Nick Harris and Hot Sauce. <clears throat> no, I'm not nervous. I, You're a little I'm nervous. I'm a little nervous. I'm not going to lie. I'm not going to lie. <laughs> Uh, I didn't put my feet on Eddie Murray's couch. Yeah, I put my feet on his couch. (laughs) A little bit. Uh, Let's take our second break. When we come back, we're going to do national storylines with John Machota right after this. They say champions are remembered, but legends are never forgotten. United Ag and Turf offers a winning lineup of John Deere equipment built to tackle any challenge on and off the field. Legendary John Deere tractors, combines, residential mowers, commercial mowers, compact construction equipment, gator utility vehicles, and a full line of golf and sports turf equipment. United Ag and Turf, the official Ag and Turf equipment supplier of the Dallas Cowboys. Visit unitedagandturf.com to find a location near you. Are you ready to take coffee off your grocery list forever? Black Rifle Coffee Club is here to help. As a coffee club member, you'll get your favorite coffees roasted, packaged, and shipped to your door free of charge on your preferred schedule. Set it, forget it, and never run low on coffee again. Members also get exclusive deals on coffee, products, and discounts from partner brands. Ease your mind and let Black Rifle worry about your coffee supply. Go to BlackRifleCoffee.com to join the coffee club today. It's the official men's skincare brand of the Dallas Cowboys, Jack Black. And right now, Cowboys fans can get 15% off their $75 order. Plus, because every deal needs a playmaker, your order will include a free five-piece skincare set and free shipping. The Jack Black Playmaker is four of Jack's favorites and a full-sized intense therapy lip balm. Make a play for the playmaker at GetJackBlack.com slash Cowboys with the code CowboysVIP. That's GetJackBlack.com black.com slash cowboys with the code cowboys vip todd thought it would be secure to jog in the cheetah savannah todd believed the big cat repellent he bought online was reliable and now todd is trying to be faster than this cheetah that can run 80 miles per hour but the good news is todd has at&t 5g that is fast reliable and secure and he learned the best thing to do is stop running and toss her the backpack with the beef stew at&t 5g fast reliable secure it's not complicated 5G requires compatible plan and device. 5G may not be available in your area. See att.com slash 5G for you for details. Back to Talking Cowboys. Back here on Talking Cowboys, presented by Black Rifle Coffee Company. This segment is brought to you by Invisalign, the official smile of the Dallas Cowboys. I'll join in with you, Nick. There are a lot of people that are upset on the text line about me not seeing Martin. <laughs> let, let these guys have it. <laughs> uh, this one from the 317, this is funny, says, uh, Kyle, it's okay. We all know your shows are Paw Patrol, Scooby-Doo, and Ninja <laughs> Turtles. Oh. 
<laughs> That's a good one. Oh. I'm a Bluey fan, okay? <laughs> More about Bluey. Get it right. Wrong Cal, dogs. Cal, watch your blues clues. <laughs> Paw Patrol. Wow. Paw Patrol. Oh, uh, Kyle, what is wrong with you? Never seen Martin. What? And that's from Howard in Virginia. Thanks, VA. Appreciate you. There's a lot of great uh, suggestions oh, for sitcoms uh, over the over the course of the show. Always Sunny in Philadelphia. Does that count as a sitcom? Yeah, absolutely. What is, what is that's that? a great show. That is a great that's show. A great what? show. I've never heard of that one. Always Sunny in Philadelphia? We didn't watch that. It's, it's like a recent. It's, yeah, it's more recent. I yeah. thought you were trying to make yeah. a Philadelphia joke. You literally have never seen it. I've never heard, heard of it. it. Oh, wow. Yeah. Okay. I don't watch it. That's it's like one of my show. parents' favorite shows. If I watch TV, it's usually WWE. For my kids. Okay. That's a sitcom. Yeah. Right? <laughs> Pretty much. <laughs> That's funny. Uh, it, it said, the the text who called you an idiot uh, said, hey, Nick, this is Mike from New York. Uh, no offense. Yeah, no, no, no offense taken. That was, that was good stuff. <laughs> I love it. All right, John, let's get to your national story. Lines. So we can talk about this one at the end if we have time, but I just want to point out that the two biggest stories, I think, in the NFL right now in terms of play on the field, Deshaun Watson is now out for the season mm. undergoing a surgery to repair his fractured throwing shoulder. So obviously that's a significant loss for the Cleveland Browns. The other one is that the Bills um, mm. are trying to fix their offense by firing the offensive coordinator. So, mm. again, we can get to that one in a little bit if you want to talk about either of those topics. But I just wouldn't want to leave them out because they are two They're of the biggest there. things going. They just didn't have a lot of Cowboys ties, so I just wanted to just mention them real quick. What does have the Cowboys tie is this MVP race. Now, there is talk of Dak Prescott playing his best football these last four games, and he has. And I would say that you could put him in the conversation with anybody over these last four games. Mm -hmm. But now it's turned to people talking about, should he be in the MVP race, okay? And so I just wanted to bring up who, right now, the current odds, and where he ranks. Do you guys think that he's in the top 20? Yes. Yeah. Top 15. Uh, yes, Barely, but not by a lot. Yeah, I don't think he's top ten. MVP. Top 10. Are we talking like odds or what we think? Odds, odds. odds he's probably yeah. top ten. I'm think thinking. Top 10. <clears throat> I don't know about. Odds. I'll say like eleven yeah. or twelve. Okay, yeah. he's ninth. Huh. In front of him are Jalen Hurts and Patrick Mahomes. Okay, <clears throat> Tua, Lamar Jackson. Yeah, buddy. Joe Burrow. Why? C.J. Stroud. Yeah, C.J. Josh Allen. Okay. Brock Purdy. And Josh, and Josh, Allen. Josh Allen. Yep. How is Josh Allen in it? I Josh Allen and Joe Burrow have not played as well as Dak yep. Prescott. Oh, that's just sure. a name. They're both good quarterbacks. Don't get me wrong. They have not played as well. That's just a name. And Dak's actually tied for ninth with uh, Christian McCaffrey. C-Mac, yeah. See, I would even put C-Mac probably above <clears throat> Dak right now. Yeah. But not those other two. Stroud's guys. balling. Lamar Jackson's yeah, balling. Yeah, a lot of those other guys. No are. defensive guys? No, <clears throat> because again, odds award. are odds are going to so go stupid. off of what they think who is going to win the award. Yeah, yeah. And, 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 and I, let's be honest, there's a lot of great defensive players in this league, but as unfair as it is to win an MVP, you have to, do you have to have like literally. I believe if you're an edge rusher, you have to be the next person to sack, set the sack record. Like you have yeah. to do something. Well, they just insane. change the name of it then. Yeah, at this point, you know, like it's yeah. stupid. I mean, it's not even. I wouldn't even say it's an offensive award. No, either. it's It's just award. a quarterback yeah. award. You know, it's kind of like the Heisman. Yeah. Yeah, but uh, that might change this year. Think so? Job opportunity. Uh, Harrison Jr. Mm. Yeah, he's that he's would be falling. fun. I would love yeah. that. <clears throat> I mean, Devonte Smith won a Heisman. A it's couple it's years between ago. Harrison Jr. and Michael Penix. <laughs> of course, I, I think for the, the, the Dak MVP conversation specifically, I think he has just as good of a chance of winning the MVP as the Cowboys do of winning a Super Bowl, and that's not a slight. Like yeah. I just think like that's that's like where it is. You know, I think they're both like at the 
top of the second echelon of contenders. Like when you look at both of those categories. Who yeah. would you put as your favorite right now? Probably I, Lamar. As long as Patrick Mahomes plays football, he'll always be my favorite to no, win no, no, those no, awards. No, no, no. Like in actuality, by play. Like based off of play. Like this if year. the season ended today, yes. who would win it? Yes. Lamar in my book. Yeah, me too. Yeah, I would, I would, would agree be with that. Close, yeah. The, the thing, the other thing that factors, and I know that you're not going to like about this, is that <laughs> the reason I believe Jalen Hurts is there is because right now I, I think the odds would say that they probably finish with the best record in the NFL. Yeah. And if you're the quarterback on the team that finishes with the best record in the NFL, <clears> they're going to have. I get it. See, and it should be AJ Brown instead of Jalen Hurts, in my opinion. But it's, it's neither here. Interesting. Nor there. Okay. Um, going to your second topic about Josh yeah. Allen. Yeah. Yeah. There's been a lot of conversations in regards to why Dak has been always in the front of the media. Now, obviously, the star is the answer, but why he's always in the front of the media in terms of his interceptions. Right. When Josh Allen has led the league in interceptions since, I believe, 2018. Since he came in the league. Yeah. Except for last year. It's funny because when I hear those conversations, all I think of is how people will say, oh, well, then Dak hasn't been to an NFC championship game or they'll bring a playoff, something like that. And, it's, and, that, and that amuses me. Because if it's anything other than winning a Super Bowl, it wouldn't even matter if Dak went, took him to the NFC Championship. People would still say, well, they didn't win a Super Bowl. Like, there'd yeah. always be that next thing. But I promise you, if anybody brings up that argument between the Josh Allen Dak thing, the very first thing they'll talk about is the playoff success, even though it's not like Josh Allen's been to a Super Bowl either. Yeah. What did this all comes down to, ladies and gentlemen, is Josh Allen would get the same smoke if he was the Dallas Cowboys quarterback. Yeah. And Dak wouldn't get the same smoke Correct. if he was the Buffalo Bills quarterback. Yeah. I, I will say he's led the he's led the league in interceptions. Uh, not like league leader number 1 on the board the last 3 years, but he's had 10 interceptions in 2020, 15 in 2021 and 14 last year. He's been in the top 5 in interceptions each of those years. But he's also been in the top five in touchdown passes, too. Seven, 37 touchdowns in 20, right. 36 in yeah, 21. Exactly. That's exactly what it I was yeah. actually going to say that. I was yeah. leading into that. 35 in 2022. And in, even this year when he is number one in interceptions thrown, he is also number one in touchdown passes thrown. 19 it's, touchdowns. It's tough, though, because when Favre was doing a lot of that, like I felt like he was probably the best quarterback in the league, and you felt like he was always going to give the Packers a chance. Mm -hmm. I don't feel that way about Josh Hanley. I don't either. Not yeah. This offense. Yeah. Remember when Jameis Winston threw like 36 touchdowns and 30 interceptions or something? Like I do. That? I remember it like it was yesterday. <laughs> Florida State ties. Do, do you think, yeah. do you think um, that whole shakeup, getting rid of the OC, what, what are your thoughts on that? Like, do you think that that really matters? Well, I'm yes. saying when you're doing that, like midseason. Yes, like when that. you're trying to hold on to players like, like uh, Stephon Diggs, yes, it does matter. Mm hmm. Absolutely. The same reason why why the Raiders did what they did to hold on to Devontae Adams and let him know, hey, change is coming. It's communication. Okay. The, this is my favorite one I wanted to get to. So I guess on the Manning cast, I wasn't watching it live, but I saw a clip of it. <laughs> I'm oh so glad gosh. you're bringing this up. Please Patrick, bring it up. Patrick Mahomes explained nasty that <laughs> he wears the same red underwear every game for his entire NFL career. He says he washes them. But sometimes. he said he says sometimes he did say something. That, that's a good point. So uh, you can share your thoughts, any anyone on that. But I the reason I brought it up is I want to know if you guys have any superstitions when it comes when it comes to sports. I'll say this: the first thing that I thought of whenever I saw that was like, yeah, he's a baseball player. Of Chief, course he does true. that. Mm -hmm. Like that's that's just superstition baseball in him. Um, secondly, that's yeah, it's it's pretty disgusting. But hey, you can't knock the process. You, you see what he's doing. If it's the underwear, it's the underwear. I wouldn't break my break my stride either. <laughs> If, yeah, if that gives him confidence. <laughs> I mean, Michael Jordan wore those same mm -hmm. North Carolina basketball shorts throughout his whole career. 
I guess yeah. it's a little bit different. That's, external, that's true. External, man. The that's the oh gosh. External. The the one thing I have with superstition is if you have a direct impact on the game, you're allowed to be superstitious. Like if you have a direct impact oh, I so on how this game is going, you're allowed to not you, wash your draws. Sure, that's it. absolutely. As long as you can win yeah, ball games, Patrick don't wash Mahomes, your draws. I, I bet you all Chiefs fans out there are like, you know what, Pat? Like, keep going. Keep going. You've won oh, two that, rings already. Make it happen. There's fans trying to do the same thing now that they know that. That's the thing is if if you're at home, even if you're in the building, if you're going to the games, I'm okay with superstitions because you're in, in the building. You're there. But if you're at home and you're sitting in the same spot on the couch or if you're sitting, you have to read the same new, newspaper or the same book just because it's good luck for you. you got to wear the same shirt and you're, you're wearing it to the grocery store every week. I I'm I'm not there. That's just not how I do things superstition wise. So, because you being a play by play guy, yeah, I'll, I'll just know, tell you this real quick. Um so if I'm watching a game, let's yeah. say Florida State's <laughs> playing and they're not playing well, I always mute the TV. We ah. gotta get a run going. We gotta get a run going. <laughs> and you mute yeah. the TV. And then um if they if they start playing well, I might turn it back back up. But yeah. yeah. Um, especially if it's a big game and I'm watching by myself, I'm obviously not going to do that if I'm watching with other people. But generally, big games. I would love I don't for you be. to do it when you're watching it with other yeah. people. <laughs> no, guys, but it, sorry. It honestly doesn't work that way with me because I wouldn't watch a big Florida State game with other people. Good point. I just, I mean, unless I'm at the game, like there's just no Good way point. I would go up to the bar to hear some idiot who doesn't know anything about the game that's going on just interjecting like they're watching A <laughs> and M over here, but then they're just going to throw out something they have no clue about. So, um, but yeah, I'm big about, I'm big about the that superstition like that and it's and it sucks because i hate that i have it but i just notice i do it subconsciously like when it's going on that's so interesting I, uh, we have a question over here oh no i think that's strike three is that no, strike God, three no, he knows listen, have you ever worn the same pair dirty drawers twice no 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 i wouldn't i wouldn't do that no nick i'm not big on the clothes what was the question thing. have you ever put on the same pair of dirty drawers twice uh, no no no, no. no. I'm, I'm kind of a clean freak when it comes to that kind of I'm stuff i'm thinking he's washing them in between, he said games. sometimes. He did say sometimes. You're right. I'm trying. I mean, if I'm he goes to out there, out I'll say this though: if I'm he going out sometimes. and I'm beating the Bills on like four touchdowns and 500 yards, I'm not washing them things. Absolutely not. I'm washing them. I'm not I'm extra wash. Not. Are you I kidding me? I want them to be fresh. Are you kidding me? No I'm one cares. To, no one's going to care Kyle? about my dirty draws when I'm making 500 million dollars. I, I yeah. care personally. <laughs> if it was me. I care about my. Yeah. I'm going to say. I'm going to say. <laughs> I don't want the bump bumps. My wife still loves me. I got beautiful kids. <laughs> Gross. Would you, I, I, would you I, allow I, your wife to wear the same pair of dirty drawers? Oh. Because of superstition? All right, all right. Now, now that <laughs> exactly, yeah, it changes everything now, doesn't it? John's so dumb with this. Every time Kyle comes on TV, and has a good call. I'm not going to wash my drawers. <laughs> I didn't think it was going to go there. I'll be honest. When I was putting this list together, I did not think that this topic would go there. Um, I, I honestly no, babe, don't wear them. Oh, you keep man. wearing them dirty drawers. When <laughs> I gotta I, get this money. When I when I think about the playoffs, though. I could see I could see players doing that stuff for the playoffs. Like you win a playoff game, I'm not changing. I got tears. Go to wife right now, go. No. Go to wife. Every yeah, time, actually, yeah, every time Kyle has a good call, she wears the same draw. No. Why? Why does it got to be mine? Because <laughs> you're married, man. So are you. My wife's washing her draws. My so is mine. Well, Patrick Mahomes' wife doesn't want him washing his draws. And that's a Brittany Mahomes thing. <laughs> Oh. I don't think that I don't think that she said that. Oh my god! That. Uh, no, I, mean, I think he, he said, said he said his wife oh bought him for him, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's nasty. I'm man. telling you, I think it's because of the pl- uh, the playoffs would be the only oh. thing I could see. No, nah, you control everything. This don't you think it'd be the worst if, for him if the center <sighs> was the one doing that? Oh, bro, oh, yeah. I, I had a, my bad. center shotgun. Brad, 100%. listen, Brad Vanderman. <laughs> 
Okay. The pistol. Brad Vanderman was my was my center my redshirt sophomore year. Let's in give college. the let's give the folks the percentage of how many times you you were under center versus getting the gun. Oh, bro, this was back old school. We were under center, right? So I mean, we were always under center. So Brad <clears throat> Vanderman was my center. Okay, shout out to Brad. That's my dude. But Brad had swamp. Mm. Swamp mm. tail, okay. Mm-hmm. Swamp donkey, okay. I'm not sure what you can say on that. No, air. no, we got uh, your point. Okay, but he had swamp donkey, and <laughs> so much so, this is so bad, bro. This is so bad. Oh boy. Okay, this is a, this is this is a truth serum, though. I'm keeping it real with you guys. Safe place. I would <laughs> throw the chest. ball. His, he, his butt was sweat so much, and his taint. Okay, he was sweat so much that I would throw the ball, all right, and water would come off of my hand. That's how bad this was. Okay, I would listen. Okay. I'm a clean freak. I wash the crap out of my butt, okay? In my hands and everything else. I would be in class and I would like, you know, scratch my nose and I would smell no, him. No, no. I no. promise you, this is for this is why they probably everybody does shotgun. Gonna now. Listen to this it's show. Okay. It's okay. This is a safe place, okay? This is me keeping no, it real with not. you guys. Listen, <laughs> he would. This is how bad it was. He would change his game pants at halftime. I have heard of players doing this. Yeah, that's smart. This is how oh, bad it was. Men used to make his. His center change. Yeah. Really? Yeah. Hey, it's I've, a I've thing, bro. For, yeah. It's a thing. Back wow. in the day when there was no real shotgun, you were underneath center. <laughs> Dude, I said, it, it, there's pictures of That's my That's why hand. the shotgun was invented, actually. Probably. Because <laughs> it was bad, it's bro. not a strategic advantage. <laughs> Brad Banner. pure survival. Look there's him just, up on Facebook, there's LinkedIn. I, there's Isaiah. He's He's got one of those, uh, the hand warmer things, like, but inside of it it's is a towel. It's, hand it's towel and hand sanitizer bro, between every play. Bro, I, it, you know, honestly, I used to put a towel on his waistband, right? And I had to stop because the towel would get wet. So I had to start putting the towel on myself and I would have to like wipe my hands off right before the snap. What was the conversation oh. like between you and him? Bro, he would just be like, yeah, it is what it is. <laughs> <laughs> That's how shotgun started. Yeah, Whoever like probably, invented shotgun, bro, it was because right. it was a really bad center. Bro, it was yeah. so bad. Really bad butt center. But yeah, it was like stink. All just the time, get, just to get away from this. No, uh, I want to thank Patrick real, Mahomes for bringing this topic up. <laughs> thank so you, Patrick. We can, we can share it in Appreciate a safe you space. Guys. Safe place, Kyle. Uh, Anthony in Seattle said, "I don't let my wife watch the Cowboys game when it's close. Every time she watches, we lose." <laughs> Hashtag superstition. Tell her not watch your draws, bro. Oh, don't, don't. <laughs> <laughs> Shout out to Seattle. Uh, in fantasy football, this is from the three two five. Oh, Chris in San Angelo sent this. Said in fantasy football, I never watch my players on TV. They never do anything until I change the channel. Yeah, I'm not yeah. superstitious. That's yeah. fair. Fantasy football. I, I think there's a lot of Cowboys fans out there that would wear the same underwear. If Absolutely, it meant the team would win the Super Bowl. Absolutely, I would do it. I would. If the if the Cowboys, if it meant, and I knew ahead of time the Cowboys would win the Super Bowl, I would make sure to, to make not wash that. your draw. Absolutely. For how long? Would be how long? We bumpiest cat walking around. <laughs> Uh, I'm buying you baby powder. Are, are, I mean, are you talking like every day or just for the, the games? Uh, no, I, I mean, hmm. yeah, I, I every day would every be day. tough. Man. I couldn't do Beamer. It. I you could, Beamer, you it like, would be you know, like just for games. Don't be, me is this. there anything that you that would cause you to never wash your draws and continue to wear that same pair of draws? Absolutely not. I, Absolutely not. I think there's a lot of people twice, that would do it on game day. On game days for the Cowboys. Uh, this isn't like every day. I'm not coming in crusty. Like once a week. Just once a week. Yeah, just 18 weeks. Yeah, you got to hold them up. They'll air dry out. After. Yeah, plus playoffs. Be all right. So twenty weeks out the year, you just wearing the same just air dry. We'll clip them in between the Super Bowl. the backyard. They'll be on the very back. I'd rather go to the freaking junkyard. You wouldn't. I'm trying to win a Super Bowl here. Okay. Yeah, yep. me too. Isaiah's just not committed. I'm trying to win a ring. All right, that does it for us here on Talking Cowboys. What a segment. We got to get out. Way to go, JM. Yeah, well done, John. Good job. 
Uh, give give Nick Eatman a call. He'll be a little bit more on the rails. Uh, 888-855-2297 for Cowboy Storyline coming up here in a little bit. We'll be back tomorrow, 9 a.m. with some QB fishing. <laughs> that does it for us on Talking Cowboys. For Chris Bean, Isaiah Stanback, John Machota, Nick Harris, who wants Kelvin Joseph back. I'm Kyle Yeoman saying so long. We'll see you tomorrow. I love how that's a footnote now. <laughs> this has been a production of DallasCowboys.com and the Dallas Cowboys Football Club. How about this, Cowboys? Yeah!